Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Nathan's going to get paid either way it goes. Now you have to pay him. That's two to three guys on that team or possibly one or two receivers that won't be there. Or I know Sook's one of your top-end high-paid linemen, and you have other guys. So who are you getting rid of that's going to hinder the team to bring Nathan back? So uh, when you look at the really the skill set of what he brings, it's going to be a lot less talent around him next year. This is the Rod Peterson Show. It absolutely is. Hello, everybody. Uh, Canada, Canada, watching on Game Plus TV all across the United States. U.S. sports fans of the Canadian variety. We're on WQEE Radio, Metro Atlanta, as you all know down there, 99.1 FM. Live streaming on YouTube and all the rest. We continue in our coverage from the 109th Grey Cup, the Canadian Football Championship here in Canada's Queen City. And we're coming to you live from Baller's Rec Room, the heart of the Dudney Strip. We've got our lovely and talented co-host Darren Moose DuPont here. If there's been anybody busier than the Commissioner Randy Ambrosi, it might be you, (laughs) Moose, getting ready for uh, the big party. The best party of this week is right here at Baller's on Friday night. It really is. A lot of football talk going down. Here in the warm-up, we're going to cover a lot of other things first. Uh, a lot of NHL for the hockey fans tuning in and all the rest. But how are you doing, my man? I'm doing great. Yeah, yeah. and you know what? The weather's warming up. I think all the way to like minus three maybe on Ooh. game day Sunday. So uh, it's, it's good. Life is good. Everybody's getting into town now. Between yesterday, the players and everybody arriving, and then today, everything kind of getting going. So it's good. It's picking up. And I'll be honest, uh, before we hit the show horn and get right down to it, uh, Kelly, one of the wonderful owners and the manager here, said, hey, Rod, I unlocked the door for you here. How'd you like the fact I unlocked the door? I said, it's not minus 30 anymore. Thank you. Warmed up to a level. Almost (laughs) died out there yesterday. Waiting, yeah. Yeah. But it is picking up. I was already at uh, Community Appearance today. Check my Facebook and Twitter and you'll see that. But... um, Moose likes to dive head first into these things. The cocktail parties, parties, the lavishness. I'm past that. It's my 21st Grey Cup. I'm going to the lake. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to the lake in the next couple of days because it's going to get banging in here. Yeah. Right in this town. All right. Can you hit the quick six show horn, please, Director Jordan? And we will uh, take care of business. Our guests are already here today. Farhan Lalji from TSN. Dave Naylor from TSN in Hour 1, Rod Smith in Hour 2. So we thank the boys for coming down from the broadcast crew that will call this game. Uh, before we jump into point one, place line, Muncie, Indiana. Curtis Rourke completed 12 of 16 passes for 169 yards and threw a touchdown pass for Ohio as the 8-3 and three Bobcats beat Ball State 32-18 on Tuesday night for their sixth straight win in Mid-American Conference play. I'm bringing that up. Because I told everybody to watch it last night on national television, and then it wasn't on. This is the little brother of the star 
of the BC Lions, Nathan Rourke. He's playing at Ohio, and they say his little brother Curtis is going to be even better than his big brother. So I had to give that update and an apology for anybody who may have tried to watch it. Were you one of them? Yeah, I tried to tune it in, you know, early on, and it wasn't on. It wasn't so. there. We actually went to a movie last night, Black Adam, starring The Rock. Uh, Moose and I went. It's almost two hours long. Here's my review. I had to wait 30 minutes into the movie to wa- see The Rock. I'm like, I came here to see The Rock. Remember, I, I jumped out of my seat when I thought yeah. it was a guy, and it wasn't. It was another guy. The first, like, no, calm the first down. <laughs> badass guy. You're like, that looked like him. Yeah. I was like, ah. So after the two-hour movie, I turned to Moose. I said, I have no idea what I just watched, <laughs> but at least it was The Rock. It was entertaining. Lots of action. You kind of wonder what's going on here because it's not familiar characters. Um, but it was good. It was good. Um, takes a little bit to digest. Uh, so, yeah, go if you love The Rock. Uh, from Rod Monroe watching, he says, great lineup again today, Rod. Yeah, that's what, because of your son, Clark. Thank you, Rod, for sure. The, he's done a great job all week long with these guests. He hit the horn. We're going to start with hockey because it's going to be ball for all the rest of the way. Number one, the morning skate. Make it 10 straight wins for the New Jersey Devils. They extended their win streak with a 5-1 win over Montreal Tuesday night. Uh, For the Leafs, John Tavares scored his 400th career NHL goal. Toronto beat Pittsburgh 5-2. In the other games that I was paying attention to, the Vancouver Canucks almost blew that big lead at Buffalo, but they won 5-4. Florida Panthers down Washington 5-2, and I cannot wait to get back to FLA Live Arena because they got a good team there. If you watch the highlights, they're having fun in Sunrise. And the San Jose Sharks beat Vegas 5-2. You had your score app, if I may, out, checking the scores last night. So do you have an up? Yeah. Do you have a thought on the Leafs win last night no, at Pittsburgh? Good win, you know, um, to get everybody back to and get a good night in goal, I thought was good. John Tavares setting milestones. I think it was his 400th last night goal. Um, so some, some big things there and, and starting to get the ups and downs, the crazy ups and downs. Any team right now, if you're looking for your team to find some consistency and be good, you got to get rid of the crazy ups and downs, right? And yeah. I think the Leafs are starting to balance out a little uh, they're bit. They're like top six records in the NHL already. Yeah. That didn't take long. No. Just string a couple wins together, and they got a great team. Jeff the Stamps fan writes in and says, you mean the Rock, future owner of the Calgary Stampeders. That's part of the reason why I'm going to the lake. I talked to Camco this morning. That's where I'm going. Uh, I'm not getting into this, the rumors. that They're going to get out of control. And, you know, none of them are going to matter, or probably 99% won't come to fruition. But it does remind me of our poll question today. For Capital Auto Mall, Universal Collision Center, Capital has dealerships all across the Canadian prairies. Where... Well, I think it, we worded it this way, right, Clark? Um, will Bo Levi Mitchell sign with the Hamilton Tiger Cats? Bingo! He's the two-time MVP of the uh, CFL. He was traded from Calgary to Hamilton on Monday, but he's going to be a free agent come February. And uh, yeah, the question is, will he sign there? I'm voting yes. You? Yes. Okay. The, Not until after free agency, but yes, he'll sign. Case closed. Okay. By the way... The Telemiracle 47 50 raffle is live now. If you've spent any time in Saskatchewan, you know what this is all about, raising funds for the Kinsman Telemiracle, Kinsman Foundation. Uh, the raffle starting at $100,000. The winner will, of course, take home half of that. You can go to telemiracle5050.com right now to buy tickets. I know that we're in 
70,000 homes in Saskatchewan with Game Plus TV, roughly in or around there. That's a lot. Yeah. So you're watching right now in Saskatchewan. That's where you need to be to buy your tickets at telemiracle5050.com right now. And you need to be 19 years of age or over. We've raised over a million dollars through this lottery for the last two years. This is the third year, so please help us out. Before we go any further, NHL Top 5, Bottom 5 time. Are you ready? Let's Pay go. attention because I want to know if you agree or not. Okay. Number one team in the National Hockey League, it is the Boston Bruins. Best start in franchise history. Who's their coach? Oh, yeah. Jim Montgomery. Hashtag recovery works, y'all. Way to go, Jim. Number two, the New Jersey Devils. They're number two in the NHL. Ten wins in a row or ten wins in a row. Can't go against the New Jersey Devils. It's fun to watch. Tom Cochran called them a souped-up world junior team. That should be their slogan. Yeah. Uh, The number three team, the Vegas Golden Knights. Number one in the West. I don't think it'll last, but for now, they've been pretty good. Uh, Number four, the Carolina Hurricanes. This might finally be their time. And you picked him for the Stanley Cup final. I did. So you're a believer. Yeah, I am. And number five team of the National Hockey League, the Winnipeg Jets, 7-2-1 in their past 10. They might be what we think they are. So keep giving her, Winnipeg. Your bottom five teams in the NHL in uh, reverse descending orders. Number 28, the Vancouver Canucks. Getting better, but they're still the Canucks. 29th team, the St. Louis Blues. Turn out the lights. The party's over. Time to go home. Oh, no. Number 30, the Ottawa Senators. They are who we thought they were. Number 31, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Who is the next coach to be fired? You're on that train. You yeah. think it might be Brad Larson, the former Swift Grand Bronco. At number 32, the worst team in the NHL is the Anaheim Ducks. I'm sorry, but your record is what you are. Bill Parcells said it first. John Lynch made it famous. Anaheim, you're the worst team in the NHL. Pick it up. Our NHL coverage is brought to you by Bronco Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling. They're hiring now. Find out everything you need to know about Bronco at broncoplumbing.com and uh, their Facebook and Instagram pages. And also, a word from our sponsor, Ido Japan. Ido Japan's fast and friendly service, plus online ordering options, is easy and convenient when you're on the go. Point three, Hillary Knight and Alex Carpenter scored in a shootout to lead the USA. Past Canada 4-3 in the opener of the Women's Hockey Rivalry Series in Kelowna. TSN showed that instead of the college football game with Ohio, and I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. American goaltender Nicole Hensley stopped all four Canadian players in the shootout. She also stopped Marie-Philippe Poulet on a penalty shot in overtime. The seven-game series continues Thursday night in the loops. Can somebody tell me, is Hillary Knight related to Florida Panthers goalie Spencer Knight? Anyone? <laughs> you wouldn't know. I don't know. Uh, hey, Ballers Rec Room and Twisted Tea hosting the biggest party during Grey Cup week. It's right here featuring players and the Grey Cup trophy. You can get your tickets today at eventbrite.com. I noticed it's the number one item coming up now at Eventbrite for the Grey Cup. It really is. People are into it. Yeah, and tickets are rolling fast, less than 100 now, and getting everybody confirmed. Everybody that comes on this show, too, has told us they're coming Friday. Uh, what else do we have here? I had written down Blue Jay. Oh, here it is. Blue Jays notes they're designating outfielders Ramel Tapia and Bradley Zimmer for assignment. Tapia drove in 52 runs last season while Zimmer primarily served as a late-inning defensive replacement. Blue Jays, as we know, swept by the Mariners in the playoffs. And Buck Showalter is the first skipper to win a Manager of the Year award with four different teams. 
He's the winner of this year's National League honor after leading the New York Mets to a 101 win season. The American League award goes to Cleveland's Terry Francona. Holy smokes, are we flying through the quick six show topics here. Are you okay? Are you dizzy? Oh, yeah. Are you no. dizzy? I know, right? We're covering it real fast. How about uh, that? A word from New York Fries. They're a proud member of the Calgary community, and to give back, they're hosting free public skating opportunities at ice rinks around Calgary, open to families and the general public in support of Kids Sport Calgary. Visit FamilySkateYYC.com for a full list of times and locations presented by New York Fries. We've literally got through all of our topics, so I'll swing the gate open on the Lulu, the loony bin. That's the comments here. Uh, I had a lady come up to me today at Harbor Landing Village. It's a retirement community. She's probably watching right now. She's like, Rod, I watch your show every day. So thank you. She goes, I don't comment like a lot of these other people. She goes, but I watch every day. So that, so that was nice. Uh, where do we take, where do we take it from here? How was the event this morning? It was really awesome. Yeah. Uh, listen, I love when, you know, you can, there's a lot of people saying the Grey Cup buzzes and hasn't really taken over this town. It will eventually. It's the Canadian Football Championship. It always does. But this place started Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. They're bringing down little kids from a daycare. They've set up a TSN Sports Center type set. Cool. And kids sit there and read the sports, and they're bringing in Rough Riders alumni, which I'm a member of, uh, and different guys every day. And we're meeting with the kids, and then there's the senior citizens that are there. They're getting them together. It's really cool when you put old people with young people. That's neat. It's fun when you do that. That's cool. And when you go to these different places, you get in the spirit of Grey Cup a little bit, right? I mean, I was at the Delta Hotel this morning downtown, the host hotel, I think, or one of the host hotels, and it's decorated up. And you walk in, you're like, oh, okay, this feels like Grey Cup now. You right. see everything everywhere. It's just not all over town, and that's hard to do. But you're right. It'll start picking up. You know, it's, uh, there's always this... Uh, Phil3223 on YouTube says, I'm curious if Bo Levi would sign with the Lions because Nathan Ork is trying out for the NFL. These guys will have the inside scoop, Naylor and Farhan, on probably what Bo is going to do. But from a Grey Cup thing, we can sit and talk about the offseason and the offseason. Yeah. You know, Nick Lewis sat in that chair yesterday, the Hall of Famer, and said he played in three Grey Cups. They were all indoors. 2008 in Montreal, 2012 in Toronto, 2014 in Vancouver. And I don't like the cold. I've never liked the cold. It's not just because I'm in Florida now. I don't like the cold. So I say we should play in those domes every year. But it gets lost in those big cities. Yeah. And you come to cities like this and you realize why you got to have Grey Cups in the heartland, which is the theme of this Grey Cup. You got to have them here. You do. Once a decade or whatever. You have to. You have to get into those communities. And even Calgary, being as big as it is, their love for football. You get all the businesses taking part and putting signs in their windows, and it becomes a big deal. And you get into Winnipeg and even Hamilton, and it's going to go back there next year. So there's lots of neat opportunities. But you're right. There's something about those domes when you get warm weather and everybody's comfortable and the amenities are at the, you know, the best they can be. But, no, it's going to be a, going to be a great, great cup. I invite everybody to comment in. Uh, if you will. And again, we've got Dave Naylor coming up, Farhan Lalji, and that's in hour one. In hour two, it'll be uh, Rod Smith, who will call the game. I believe he called last year's Grey Cup. I'd have to ask him. Yeah. I don't know. I'm a little uh, not out of sorts, but I'm trying to put a lid on my part in this Grey Cup. Because I sit in here, I'm starting to, I'm getting busy. And I'm running all over the place. Yeah. And I'm like, and I'm nobody. When I was involved, how did I do it? I have right. no idea. I know. 
I can't imagine. So I had a breakdown. Well, I can't imagine. That's why I drank so much. Right. I had to have a driver. Well, I see Lenny doing all the driving around here. That's just for TSN. And, you know, I see all the different events. And every day there's something. I, I've got, you know, you look at people that are up in Saskatoon at the pancake breakfast. They've got to make the drive this morning up to Saskatoon to be there bright and early for that and come back and do something else when they're back here. So they're trying to fit a lot into a short amount of time. For our American viewers this is, and listeners, this is Canada's Super Bowl. That's what's going on here right now in the Queen City. That's why we're here. And uh, it's going to get wild. I am seeing, in less than a minute here, a lot of talk about Tom Brady and the CFL. I guess he dropped that he wants to come play in the CFL because he wins everywhere but America and America because he won in Germany on the weekend. People don't actually think he's going to come here. He doesn't like the cold. He said it. He's like me. He said he's never going to be caught dead in the Northeast ever again. He's not going back to New England. He's going to go further north than that? <laughs> no, exactly. not happening. But it is kind of fun to, to think about. It's, somebody just dropped something? Yeah, my phone fell okay. off the It's table. kind of funny, but I wish he oh, hadn't said it because no. he's got people actually thinking he's going to come to the CFL. <sighs> never say never, I guess. I guess. Maybe he needs the money. Yeah, Maybe right. he wants to win a championship. Okay. <laughs> See you later, Moose. Later. All right. We got Farhan Lalji in next from TSN. That's going to be great. This has been the warm-up, and you're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, and on the radio, WQEE 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to YouTube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. 
New York Fries is a proud member of the Calgary community, and to give back, they're hosting free public skating opportunities at ice rinks around Calgary. Open to families and the general public in support for Kids Sport Calgary. Visit FamilySkateYYC.com for a full list of times and locations. Presented by New York Fries. We are live back at Baller's Rec Room, right in the heart of the Dudney Strip, and the best Grey Cup party is here, hosted by Twisted T. All the CFL and TSN stars will be here. By the way, just ahead of Farhan Lodge from TSN, breaking news today, the Toronto Blue Jays had traded outfielder Teosco Hernandez to the Seattle Mariners for pitchers Eric Swanson and Adam Mako. The 30-year-old Teo batted 267 with the Jays last season, 25 homers, spent six seasons in Toronto and won the Silver Slugger Award in both 2020 and 2021. He was a finalist this season. But we're here talking Grey Cup, Canada's Super Bowl. Farhan Lodge is with us from TSN. And we're just going to explaining the show to you. Not only are we on TELUS Channel 924 in your beautiful province of British Columbia, we're on the radio in Atlanta, Farhan. 99.1 FM WQEE. Not Beautiful. joking. Live right How about now. That? In Atlanta. Yeah, I know. Looking forward to the runoff elections. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, I'm okay talking football for the week here in Canada. Pull that mic right up to you if you don't mind, right, sir. Uh, welcome to the Heartland. How's your week been? Uh, well, I just got here last night, so it's been cold. I was mm-hmm. I was panicking to get out of town. I'd give myself about an hour to pack before I left. And at the start of that hour, the Nathan Ork news came out. So now I'm in work mode. So I left myself about 10 minutes to pack for a week in Regina, which you know can be a challenge. So I am throwing stuff in the bag, you know, like my wife does when she packs to go places. Usually I'm pretty organized with my travel. I <laughs> raced out of there, went to the lines availability, then went to meet her at work to then drive to the airport, realizing I'd forgotten my big winter parka. Whoops. Which you kind of need one of those here. So she is <laughs> FedExing it out to me, so I should have it tomorrow. So I'm surprised talking, somebody would have one around here with TSN on it. I know the one you mean, but they're all being used. <laughs> right. There's no extra ones. Yeah. yeah. By the way, before we go any further, it's funny you mentioned the Nathan Rourke news came down. We talked about his little brother, Curtis, last night. As you probably saw, Ohio mm-hmm. won again. Yeah. And he, he hurt threw, his knee. Yeah. And he threw one touchdown in the game. So for our viewers, what I love is how they do love the CFL in America. Nathan Rourke took this league by storm. The Canadian that played at Ohio started with the Lions this year where where's what's next for Nathan Rourke well for Nathan he's gonna go try out with with some NFL teams there's been uh, over two dozen teams that have inquired about him um that doesn't mean two dozen teams want to sign him but they're probably I'm, I would imagine he'll have somewhere between eight and ten workouts with different NFL teams and um that'll begin right away the window opens for CFL players to go try NFL opportunities on November 21st the day after Grey Cup so he's got workouts scheduled for the Monday Tuesday the 21st and 22nd they wanted to start right away so they could spread it out a bit, not really overload his foot by having, you know, five workouts in six days or something like that. So he'll go through that process and see if the right situation's there. And if it is, that's what he's going to do. Okay, so you're more of a way more of a football guy than me. You coach it for the love of Pete, not, men, not to mention just covering it as well. My Florida football guys say this kid's got it. He's got NFL written all over him. What is would be his expectation he's not a number one is he in the no no like well not day one right i mean i could i look could he be better than taylor heineke or or john wolf or some of these guys yeah absolutely i i do think that right but the point is is look i get people on twitter saying to me well why doesn't he do what warren moon did 
There is no window for that anymore. There is nothing a quarterback could do in the Canadian Football League which would create such a market for him in the NFL that multiple teams would offer him big money to be a number one quarterback. That just doesn't happen in today's day and age. A lot's changed in 40 years. So the Warren Moon idea is fantasy. <laughs> so the best case scenario for Nathan, the contract he signs is going to be three years entry level, right? It'll be a futures deal, 705K per year. But the issue is... How much of that first-year contract can he get guaranteed, right? Because he's never been to an NFL camp, so he can't get a big signing bonus, right? He's never signed an NFL contract, so there's a a limited pool which a team can give to all of those guys, right? So that's not really going to define it. It's can you get a couple hundred thousand of that first-year's contract guaranteed? So that's the financial part. The other thing is he needs kind of a clear path to number two a legitimate opportunity that you know you're, you're not going to be in there competing with a $5 million a year veteran backup or a $10 million a year veteran backup that's you know played 60, 70 games in the NFL or a team that's going to draft a quarterback in the first two rounds of the draft or something like that. You don't want to be in that situation. So Geno Smith, for the sake of argument, mm-hmm. everyone felt he was going to be a stopgap with the Seahawks. He's had a great year. So now let's say the Seahawks sign Geno Smith to an extension, and then rather than drafting somebody, bring in a guy like Nathan or, or the New York Giants. You know, they've got Daniel Jones, who's had a good enough year where they've probably got to extend him, but then, you know, you're not going to draft a guy because he's young enough, and then you bring in a Nathan Work behind that. Like, a situation like that where you know there's a clear path to number two, and you've got enough of a investment from the team that you know they're going to keep you and look at you properly and then you get a chance someone gets hurt you roll the dice and you become a starter and you don't look back right i think that's what he's trying to bet on himself by doing uh from some of our viewers phil kershaw watching in victoria bc says farhan called the nathan rourke nfl workouts in the summer and took heat for it farhan talks facts re cfl thank you from oleg in winnipeg he says i'm wondering why there's so much talk about crying nathan rourke zach caleros just keeps quietly winning and being awesome he's got to be a winnipeg fan <laughs> while he's in winnipeg well there you go yeah yeah you know what um i always made about the the tears and the emotion that he showed on the sideline and uh oh he he had to have known he was leaving and that's why he felt that way no Nathan Rourke was fully invested in the BC Lions this year. So to the point where when he got hurt, he could have just walked away, sat on that resume and gone through the tryouts. He like coming back and playing in a couple of games doesn't necessarily help his case. Um, He was so invested in that team. He wanted to do everything for him. I think he felt that he played poorly in that game, which he kind of did in the first half. Right. And, uh, you know, he was really close to those guys. And, uh, again, fully invested, probably felt like he let him down to a, a point. He said that as much yesterday. So I think the emotion that he showed was pretty genuine and authentic. I don't think it was big picture. He knew he was leaving. I don't think that. We love following not only your reports on SportsCenter, but your Twitter feed of the groundswell of support behind the Lions in Vancouver. And then the playoff game, was it over 40,000? No, it- no, it was about 31, but I think. They were loud, yeah, and it were- looked good. Yeah. Um, did, did that coincide with the Canucks collapse? Like, people are looking for a good story to go to? It couldn't have hurt. Yeah, to a point. I mean, Vancouver's an event town, right? Which is what makes it hard for it to resonate over the course of a full season. You know, they had that really good first night, but they also had the concert in town and everything like that, and everybody thought it would just kind of take off and, and follow for the entire year. And I, I think it got better. Certainly the fans that were there were much more engaged than we've seen in previous years. Um, and then you saw it culminate in, in a pretty good engaged crowd for that Western semifinal. So does the Canucks, you know, the Canucks aren't just bad. They're not likable. You know, like the organization, people are so sour with ownership on down. 
that, uh, but you know, they, they've got still such a hardcore base that it, three wins and everyone's back on the bandwagon in Vancouver right. when it comes to the Canucks. But um, you know, it was it was a good event, and the Lions, especially with Nathan, are very likable. So I do think that a lot of people got re-energized and reconnected to the to the franchise this year. So now if he leaves, yeah, it's tough. Yeah. Um, you know, you hope enough good work has been done. And as much as Nathan Ward gets the majority of credit, a meaningful amount of credit also has to go to the owner. And he's not going anywhere. So they will do as much as they possibly can to provide some consumer confidence and not just the team itself, but the overall product, right? Dwayne Venu is going to take over for Rick Lawlisher as president. Highly respected guy in CFL circles, you know, has a sense of what to do to make things big. And they'll do everything possible that wasn't happening previously right under previous ownership you know and with all due respect to the late david braley who was such a great ambassador of the canadian football league and did so much for so many franchises in terms of what was needed in local connection and marketing and infrastructure and resources that wasn't happening you know under previous ownership so um these guys will do everything they can and uh, if there's a way to get it right they'll do it nathan Rourke is a unicorn right like that guy's not happening again if he comes back to the cfo great you know but and maybe Curtis is that guy, but you know I don't think we're pull, we're pulling that that uh, rabbit out of a hat anywhere in the league year after year. You make a good point though that Neil McAvoy and Rick Campbell are proven to know what they're doing. They do, so it's yeah. not to say they can't do it again. That won't be another Nathan Rourke, but they'll be a good team. I think we all agree they'll be a good team. Um, Don Mitchell says it's too bad that the CFL isn't able to pay players in the 500k minimum range. Then the players could have an easier choice to stay in Canada. Well, he'll get that. Like if, if he stays, he'll immediately get an extension. They're going to tear up the final year of his rookie deal. He'll make more than 500000 next year. In the CFL. In the CFL, yeah. right? And so he'll probably be the second highest paid player in the league behind Zach Kolaris. And, you know, there's this notion that the league needs to go to this marquee player idea. Like the right? 90s. Well, not well, like MLS. Remember does. that? Yeah, okay. no, for sure. But like, so in, so in MLS, you get these aging European stars that can't play in Europe anymore, but they have name recognition, and they come over here, and because the league's so inferior, they do well. So, so what's that look like in the CFL? Tom Brady joked the other day. I think I got to go to Canada before my career is over. So what that's what's that going to look like? Tom Brady, and and it was a joke. He'll never come and do that. But let's say he was so desperate to play, and no NFL team wanted him, and he decided to come up to Canada and go play in Toronto. Um, at 48 years of age, right, and has no arm left, like, is that what, we, what we're looking for, right? And if you're Nathan Rourke, and all of a sudden someone says, okay, we're going to pay ah. you 800000 um, is that enough to keep him from scratching that itch of the NFL? I don't think so. I think he wants to try it, knowing that if it doesn't work, I can come back and everyone will pay me lots of money. And the problem is, is that if you do the marquee player thing, every team thinks they've got one. Tell me another one. They don't need to pay Zach Caleros that kind of money to keep him in, in Winnipeg. He's 34 years old. The NFL is not calling. As good as he is, that's not a shot at him. So, like, imagine now Cody Fajardo is the marquee player in Saskatchewan. Really? Where else are they going to go? Right? Yeah. Like, we, like, we don't have that guy. That's what I say. Nathan's a unicorn. So I see why people think you can make the case for that. But if you have one and every team has one, every agent's going to think their guy's that guy and they're not that guy. Uh, and Don clarifies. He says he means for all players. Don Keep dreaming. Uh, this league's struggling to pay its players now, let alone 10 times. Rod Peterson makes in. all the money. He and takes I, all and the he's money. not feeling How guilty about, about it either. Attaboy. Is it a disservice? I say this somewhat rhetorically to the CFL, to the Grey Cup, that we're talking Bo Levi on a Monday and Nathan Rourke on a Tuesday and not Argos Bomber. 
Well, we're talking Zach Caleros' injury, yeah. and we're talking Andrew Harris coming back. And, you know, we are talking Grey Cup, but, the you know, this week kind of takes a while to build. And, and I know that, you know, they'd like to have a news blackout and all that stuff. But i got to be honest with you. There isn't enough news at a Grey Cup week. You know, like we kind of come in with predetermined You're stories. milking it all, yeah. Yeah, so, <laughs> so to get something else for a couple of days, we'll dive into the Grey Cup and tell all those stories for sure. Uh, so last year, I watched the Grey Cup in Florida with Brian Williams, and I got a tear in the eye. Yeah. Who's the new Brian Williams? Is it Nails? Is he doing it, or yeah. do we know? The new Brian Williams will probably be James Duthie. Okay. Because I could see Duthie eventually being that quirky. With with uh, full love to Brian Williams, who I admire greatly. He would love the term quirky. Brian yeah, would love that. You know, and but now James is in Qatar at the World Cup, so we're not going to have him this year. It'll be uh, the Kate Burness show and Kate. Oh, awesome. nice. But uh, you know, at some point, James will be back with us next year, and I could see him being the next Brian Williams. Love it, and whew, what an honor that would be, wouldn't it? But there is only one Brian there is Williams, only one. right? All right, Farhan, this has been awesome. I appreciate the time and uh, stay warm, and hopefully your park shows up. It will. And you know what? Like, I appreciate looking at you with your tan. You are the inspiration, my guy. Your Florida tan. I'm looking forward to one of those ones. Yeah, come on down anytime. Thank All you, right. buddy. All right. Have a, have a good week. Farhan Lalji from TSN and David Naylor rolls in next. We are live on Game Plus Television, YouTube Live, your favorite podcast platform. And on the Big Peach, WQEE 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You might not be injured if you slip and fall, or you might injure your knee, leading to a permanent disability. Take safer steps. Learn more at worksafesask.ca. That is the site of the 109th Grey Cup this Sunday, Toronto-Winnipeg. There's not been a lot of talk about that clash. Lots of other talk going on. And there's breaking news today from the world of sports. The Toronto Blue Jays have traded outfielder uh, Teosco Hernandez to the Seattle Mariners for pitchers Eric Swanson and Adam Macca. We'll get into that a little later when we got stars like... Dave Naylor here from TSN. How you doing, David? Very well. Welcome. Very well. Good to be here. Good. To, you're everywhere. The last I saw your face on television, was it the Bills facility? Was that before the division finals in the CFL? I was there a week ago. You're putting some miles on I, it, I am. I've been, in the last couple of weeks, I've been Buffalo, Athens, Ohio, Champaign, Illinois, Winnipeg, and, of course, Toronto and Hamilton. So you've had your eyeballs on Curtis Rourke. Who's yep. better, him or his brother? As a thrower... At the collegiate level, his brother. And and I, I've had conversations with the head coach and the offensive coordinator who were both there when Nathan was there. So the point of comparison is fair. And, you know, the way they describe it is, is Nathan, and, and I, I I didn't see Nathan a lot in college. I only saw him play Will Ive once in his senior year at Buffalo. But Nathan was a dual threat guy. Like, he was as likely to pull the ball down run for 11 yards and take a hit like he was not a slider he was a he was almost like another running back on that mm-hmm. team and he was a, a decent passer but you know in his completion his completion percentage in college was 58.5 and a lot of times you know I know that was one of the knocks on him coming even to the CFL is that you know some teams would look at that and say a sub 60 percent completion percentage in a league where he only got two downs mm, I don't know well in that has evolved for him. Nathan Rourke has evolved in the style of play that he's bringing to the CFL, much more different, much different than he played in college. 
and his accuracy. His accuracy this year was just under 80%. The league record, it's not really an official record, but the highest standard in the modern times of the Canadian Football League is Ricky Ray in 2013, 77.3. Nathan Rourke was above that. So, you know, all time, he was throwing the ball as accurately, more accurately than anybody ever had. And, of course, we watched him. It's not like he was checking it down, you know, 15 times a game. So that, I think, is why there's going to be so much NFL interest in him is because they, they're seeing that he's a different kind of thrower than he was in college. Curtis is more of the pure thrower. You know, he can run. He had a 60-yard run a couple of weeks ago. But he's more the guy who's going to take the ball, stand in the pocket, got a big arm, he's 6'5", and he can throw the ball all over the field. I, I mean, I've been amazed. I, was, I watched him practice when I was down there in, uh, in Athens. Uh, he walked out, and I said, how tall are you? <laughs> he said, I'm 6'5". I had a two-inch growth. Oh. I had a two-inch growth spurt at 21. And I said, well, isn't that fortunate? <laughs> Is that not way bigger than Nathan? Oh, yeah. Nathan's 6'2". Yeah, yeah. And there's and nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. Curtis right. might be a smidge under 6'5", but, you know, when you, you, it's the first thing that strikes you about him when, you, when, he, you know, when he walks out. And, you know, he's, he's a little thin. Again, when I stand in there looking at him in practice, you can see there's lots of room to put on, you know, some beef there. You know, you can imagine that. But his coaches absolutely say he is more, he is a more polished thrower at this stage of his career with two years of eligibility remaining, by the way. I mean, it's really interesting how, how far the Rourke brothers have come in the last 12 months, each of them, okay? Nathan, obviously, was a backup last year to Mike Riley, and, you know, we, we saw him a little bit, but he's, you know, he's advanced and evolved considerably, really developed, used this opportunity. Curtis wasn't even the full-time starter last year. And the guy he split time with is now a tight end in the NFL. So, I mean, like it was a very different offense. So, you know, they've both worked with Rob Williams in Vancouver, you know, who's on the throwing and the mechanics and all those kind of things. They've both taken great leaps forward. Like nobody will be surprised if Curtis Rourke goes into the transfer portal at the end of this season and is playing in a Power 5 conference somewhere next year. You know, wow. That, that would be certainly possible. And, I, I mean, I did some reporting on this. I talked to somebody who talked to an offensive coach in a Power 5 school who said to me that that guy's in the portal, my recommendation would be we go after him. I talked to somebody else at a Division One program, and I, the question I asked him was, do you think these two games on national TV where he you know, threw for all these yards, has that really bumped up his stock in terms of you know, potentially going to a Power 5 school next year? And the person said to me, no, it just confirmed what everybody, everybody already knows. Says, Trust me, every Power 5 school has already done their homework on Curtis Rourke. They didn't just learn Not about a surprise. Him. They yeah. didn't just learn about him last week because he was on national TV. So, I, look, I think it's really, really exciting with, with Nathan getting all this attention from the NFL or whether he goes back to Vancouver next year and Curtis continuing to progress. And I mean, he was like he's top number 11 in passing yards, I think, going into last week. I mean, 21 touchdowns, you know, six interceptions or something like that. Like he's, all of his metrics are impressive. And all, the only thing you could criticize him for is he's not doing it in the hardest, the toughest con, you know. Not yet. Not yet. Yeah. I mean, and, and, you know, Ben Roethlisberger came out of that conference, right? So it's not like guys never come out of that. There was The transfer portal wasn't, you know, the way it is now. So Roethlisberger probably would have finished up somewhere else. But, uh, you know, I look, we've seen guys plucked out of not just not from power five schools but like beyond division one right guys like joe flacco uh i think carson wentz as well right so it's it's not all about where you play but that certainly can help you spoke of national television i came home last night from black adam starring the rock turn on my tv no ohio bobcats 
Who do I complain to about that on TSN? Uh, is that you? Uh, no, I, I you can, don't handle programming. I can tell you this: that we have a guy at TSN named Kurt Burmester who you just who, threw him under the bus. I just, no, I'm going to I'm going to throw him some some roses petals okay. here. He he is the one who drives our college football coverage, and I can tell you that if the Ohio Bobcats are playing. And it's not on TSN. It's not because we didn't try to make it happen. Oh, that's, gotcha. that's, that's what I can tell you. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, uh, Curtis that? is becoming a high school, uh, sorry, a household name in Canada before he's even left college. Yeah. And, because and of television. Yeah, because of television and because of the, the, like, Nathan Rourke created more of a mania about one player in the CFL than I've seen in a long time. Like, we, we were almost doing, like, kind of what I would say almost, like, obsessive coverage about him. Somebody which, said Manziel. Would be the last. Guy. Yeah, Manziel would have been the last. Yeah, yeah. And again, and that was that was less organic, if you know what I mean. And like, nor is positive. Yeah, nor is positive, right? Yeah. I mean, he he was a he was a train wreck, right? And in in the NFL, and 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 that's part of what was the fascination here. But this thing actually kind of sprung up organically, right? And and I say we don't very much do obsessive coverage on CFL players. It's just not the way the league is. Uh, but we did on this one, and and it was because we thought you know the audience and the interest and the hunger was there. It, it really took off, and so I think had Kurt, if Curtis was doing this on his own, uh, you know, didn't have a brother in the CFL, we'd be excited about this. But I think the the brother thing and the excitement with what Nathan's already done, and having played at the same school, you know, it it just. We don't get stories like this Synergies. that come along very often. Synergies. Yeah. We don't get stories that come along very often. By the way, a shout-out from Ryan O'Radio. Thank you, Ryan. He's listening, uh, opping the show down there. He runs the station, WQEE. He says, another great day of sports talk. Thank you, Ryan. And I hope everybody is uh, entertained down there in Georgia. Jack in Vulcan, Alberta, wants to know, was the Rourke boy's dad a great athlete? Do we know his story? I don't believe he is. I, I talked to his name is Larry. And, you know, he the, the parents have not done a lot of... Uh, Interview. So I, I was very lucky to do one with, I spoke to both of them. I guess it was about week three when the Lions had an early bye week. And I asked Larry about that. He, he said that he never played football, but football was always his favorite sport. So, you know, when Nathan loved football, Larry was pretty happy about that. And he told me this hilarious story that when Nathan was, I think, three, <laughs> uh, he was playing soccer. And uh, kid on the other team, starts dribbling with the ball, whatever, and everyone starts yelling, Nathan, get him, get him, get him. And, of course, Nathan, I don't know if you know the story about the videotape. I, I, no? Okay, it's a Nathan Work story I'm going to share with you in a minute. we got 90 seconds. Okay, real quick. <laughs> he runs out, and he tackles the kid football style. And, and, and the, his dad goes, I loved it. Like, and he goes, the other parents were horrified, but I, he goes, I loved it. And he goes, and it told me soccer wasn't going to be his thing. The, the, the most fascinating Nathan Work story, and we were going to do this story if he got into the Grey Cup. When Nathan was about two years old, he found a VHS tape in his home that was of the Green Bay Packers 1996 Super Bowl winning season. Okay, It had belonged to his dad before he was married. Just had it like in a box somewhere. Nathan has it, puts it in the, in the VCR, and watches it. And then watches it again. And then watches it again. And then watches it again. And the next day he wants to watch. And so his mother has a rule. 30 minutes of TV a day for her toddlers. Okay? You can choose whatever you want, but it's only 30 minutes a day. Nathan Rourke watched that videotape every single day for about three years. No Wiggles, no Sesame Street, no age-appropriate television. By the time he was five years old, all he had watched was this video. He still has it with him today. He took it with him to Ohio. He has it at his home in Vancouver. And so we had a story planned about this videotape, and Nathan 
but which we're not going to air. Obviously, now we haven't shot it. It's not happening. Yeah. But it's an amazing story. And, and I actually think beyond the kind of coolness of the story that this is just my theory in development. If you take a young brain and expose it to something like that, you start to see patterns. You start to process information. You start to, I believe that Nathan Rourke's ability to see things on the football field began when he was a toddler. And his mother says, we joke about that was when he started watching film. But I don't think it's just, I, I mean, I, I'd love, love to hear a neurologist, you know, I'm, obviously I don't have the qualifications to address this, but I, I am certainly of the belief that that's what started Nathan Rourke down that path. And I, the fact that he still has the videotape, you know, he's kind of humble, but he's like, yeah, I guess it was kind of a cool thing and worked out for me. Like, Probably sleeps that, with it under his pillow. Yeah. <laughs> you got 10 more minutes in your nails? Uh, yeah, do, you, sure. Yeah. David Naylor with us from TSN. He will be on the air Sunday's 109th Grey Cup. We'll be right back and get to your questions and comments for Nails right after this. You're watching on Game Plus Television, YouTube Live, and 99.1 FM WQEE. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to YouTube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Welcome back live. We are at Baller's Rec Room, the site of the best Great Cup party, hosted by Twisted Tea this Friday night. We are getting into the Great Cup swing, and we have for one more segment, TSN's Dave Naylor. I will tell you in hour two, Rod Smith, the man who will call the 109th Great Cup, will be with us. Uh, Nails, what is your role, if you don't mind me asking, Sunday? Uh, my role on Sunday will be uh, the insider segments, which which really we roll these through Saturday, Sunday, right through the pregame show. Uh, I will write a column off of the game. You know, this is uh, you know from the press box. And, uh, you know, between now and then, I'm, I'm doing the interviews with the coaches uh, tomorrow, which normally James Duthie does, but he's consumed with World Cup soccer right now. So I get the opportunity to do the one-on-ones with the coaches that will air as part of the pregame show. I... Uh, with producer Matt Dunn, who put together a feature on uh, Dalton Schoen. I went to Winnipeg about three weeks ago and, and did a sit-down with Dalton, and our producer and camera guy went to Kansas and, uh, you know, met his family, and, and it's got a pretty interesting story, you know, uh, as a guy who was a walk-on at Kansas State and ended up with one of the, uh, you know, basically one of the great deep threats at, at Kansas State. The, the way he, you see, you know, it's funny, you think of deep threat guys as really big guys sometimes, right? But th- this guy has been a deep threat guy all his career and, and really didn't consider himself a Division One football player. I just tell you, give a little tease of that story. He grew up all his life worshiping Kansas State, but never thought he was a Division One guy. In his first game of high school in his senior year, he has 380 yards. And he says to himself, maybe I am a Division One guy. And that's the tape that he throws out. And he's and teams are asking for three games of highlights. And he tells them, I got more in one game than, than anybody else got in three. Wow. So, and, that, and, and he basically willed his way to a walk-on spot at Kansas State. And didn't really get that confirmation until about April. So, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a real interesting story for a guy who, and then who, like, practiced for two years and never got on the field until, you know, all of a sudden he did. And they couldn't get him off. Well, for our U.S. viewers and listeners, ESPN2 will be carrying not only the game, but you guys' entire broadcast. Because I watched it last year down in Boca Raton. And awesome. I, you listen, you get, you're in America enough. They have the funniest takes about the CFL. Uh, like Serena said to me, she goes, that Pruel, is that the only ref you guys have up there? Because <laughs> he's so distinct. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. Turn down. Turn so, down. Yeah. 
so, it, so, so, and so, long-winded occasionally. <laughs> that, no, it must kill you not to have the the national radio shows to host on the Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, that, you and Sakaris were gold. Yeah, on. yeah, that was. I was really proud of that, and I and yeah, I know there I is love no listening. There is, and there is no national radio broadcast this year, unfortunately, which is uh, kind of disappointing. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that I didn't know that. I didn't mean yeah. to get a downer on yeah, that. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. It yeah. is what it is. Yeah. So, so well. I said to your guy Farhan, is it a disservice to the Argos and Bombers that we're sitting here talking about Bo and the Rourke so much? He didn't think so. No, I, I'm actually, I've done a, because I got a few people on Twitter like, hey, what the heck, supposed to be a black or whatever. I don't believe in that at all. Like, I just think more logs on the fire, man. Like, let's talk CFL. That's the only qualifier here. Like, it doesn't have to be about the game. We're all going to talk about the game. We all know there's a game on Sunday. It's going to get our attention. I understand you don't want trades probably happening on the Thursday of Great Cup Week or something like that. But Monday and the Rourke stuff, to me, this is a week where we talk all things Canadian football, not just the game. So I'm I'm for more logs on the fire. You know, I think it's – I don't – I don't like – I mean – we don't live in a world where we can really control the conversation anymore anyway, right? That's, that's kind of gone, right? So Tell some uh, leagues that. I yeah. think they still think they can. <laughs> Do you want to take a swing at our poll question today for Capital Automall sure. Universal Collision Center? It is, will Bo Levi sign with the Hamilton Tiger Cats? Yes, and, and I don't have any inside information on this one. I saw his comments and things like that. Uh, I think generally the teams that make these trades are the most committed to getting the player. You know, And, and if I mean, I would just say that... And I think Calgary said they talked to other teams. So obviously they got the mo- now. There may have been a, a component of them that they didn't want to trade him in division. That, I can't say that Saskatchewan didn't make a better offer. I don't know that. But usually the teams that make these commitments sign the player because like it's bad optics if they don't. Right? There's actually a little bit of pressure on them now to get this done, even though they only gave up a third round pick. But and again. Let's look at past situations, which are usually similar situations. 30 seconds. A decent indicator of the future, right? Mike Riley's rights got traded to where? Edmonton. Where'd he sign? Edmonton. Right. Nick Arbuckle's rights got traded to where? Ottawa. Where did he sign? Ottawa. James Franklin's rights got traded to where? Toronto. That's how it goes. Right. So three for three. And in each of the cases, right? The guy, of course, you don't want to say, oh, yeah, I'm, oh, they're my property. I guess I got to sign. No, you're going to say you got options because you want to leverage that deal. Bo Levi Mitchell, I'll just say I'll be very surprised if he's not a Hamilton Tiger Cat. Thanks for the snails. Hey, my pleasure. Good to see you. Always good seeing you. Next up, Rod Smith, the voice of Kelsey's Roadhouse. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now.